Hi. Hey. <laughs> this is Chaz Allen. He is the owner of, I think it's Reno's only float center. Correct. It's Healing One Float Center. And he's about to celebrate about five years in business. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to talk to him about this. This is one of my favorite subjects to delve into. So let's get into it, man. So Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I just wanted to say, of course, your center is amazing. Amazing. Thank, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. Thank appreciate you. That. I mean that sincerely. I am reading some of my notes. Perfect. Listeners, but <laughs> I mean this. I mean this. Um, I've had, you know, I had, uh, I'd heard about floating for a long time before I found you. And I told you earlier, my experiences were profound. Mm-hmm. And that I have had some amazing, like, physical and mental healing processes that were sustained with regular float sessions. So it has really helped me and I can't wait to get back into yeah. floating probably next year. I'll be ready to start floating again. Well, and I, I definitely, when you reached out to me, I definitely remembered you because <laughs> we had had many conversations of how much it was helping you. Yeah, it was, it was a big deal mm-hmm. in my life. Um, so it's really great that you're a presence in our community. Uh, can you tell me and the listeners a little bit about, if they don't know what this is, what is floating about? Yeah, so floating, or um, formerly known as sensory deprivation, um, which we're somewhat trying to get away from that terminology. Uh, We like float therapy, um, or flotation is cool, like that too. Um, But ultimately what a float is, or what sensory deprivation is, it's 200 gallons of water heated to your external body temperature, right, which is actually 93.4 degrees, internal is 98.6 as we know. Um, so it's heated to your external skin temperature with a thousand pounds plus of Epsom salt incorporated, which creates a buoyant solution for you to float in. So ultimately, I like to call it the best bathtub ever <laughs> because it's one that you can fall asleep in. Um, yeah, so it's, it has a thousand pounds of Epsom salt or magnesium sulfate and really creates a uh, very buoyant sp- specific gravity. And that is kind of really the key there. Um, it's also really nice that it's your body temperature. Um, right, so it, the idea is that you are depriving yourself of all senses, right? Um, why this is so beneficial for you is because really we live in this world that is so go, 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 100 miles an hour, 100% all the time from when you wake up to when you fall asleep, um, you know, and, and really we're not able to um, relax and reset ourselves correctly. And so that's kind of why these things um, came about ultimately is really to um, help us um, reset and relax and, and rest. You know, when can you really get away from you know gravity and light and sound and all these things? You know, we've even talked about it with when you're sitting in your bedroom at night, right? And all the lights are out. There's still like the little light from the smoke alarm, or there's light coming under the door, or your cat's there, or your partner's there, whatever it is. There's a million things, right? Um, you're always so bombarded um, by stimulus, you know, so getting away from everything is what these things are really good at. You know, I have a shirt that says expert in nothing because ultimately that's what it is. It's nothingness. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a wonderful description and um, gosh, something wonderful to aspire to, to be in, in that kind of environment. Yeah. It's, you're right. You're never, a person is never in that type of environment really yeah really ever you know um and i I found this out through some research with floating but so we have mainly four brain wave frequencies alpha and beta theta and delta alpha and beta very active you know what we do 
pretty much all the time, you know, moving through these kind of um, realms of activity and movement and all of this stuff. And then um, there is theta, which is more commonly associated to meditation or just being, just existing, um, just sitting um, and, and you know, being and not like, how do I do this or that or this or that, you know, just like, oh, I'm here and my name is Chaz and what a beautiful cup of tea I have at this <laughs> moment in my life. <laughs> Um, you know, and that's, that's theta, really meditation, really being, and then delta is asleep. Um, and so I read that the healthiest minds go through all four brainwave frequencies every single day, which I thought was very profound because everyone misses that theta, right? So everyone goes from alpha and beta, very active, movement-oriented, to that delta, asleep. There's no really that theta. So that's why people talk about meditation so much. It helps reset your brain a little bit helps you calm down and we don't get that space makes sense right that's why yeah. we're 100 miles an hour mm -hmm. so you know uh the beautiful thing about that is you know if you have a meditation practice great awesome good job keep going um if you don't uh, a float tank is kind of like meditation but in a cheating sense because there's no light or sound or gravity or any of these things to bother you yeah. you can't even take your phone in there actually you can't yeah <laughs> it's funny sometimes one time a guy asked me like hey do you have a little sandwich bag and I was like why he's like well I want to play with my phone in the float tank and I was like I just looked at him like you just looked at me shaking your head and he was like just kidding <laughs> I was like I hope you're kidding well maybe he wasn't he maybe maybe not but it was it was pretty funny yeah yeah so it just helps you really um really, really down regulate is the way we we talk about it um which is such a profound uh profound experience to really deregulate. It's the same reason we, we talk about energy healing and massage and infrared sauna and all the other things that we do is because we want you to really lower into a decompressed mode because once you're at a state, you know, science is starting to prove once you calm down and relax so much, you actually, your predict productivity goes through the roof from that space. Yes, can I, uh, this is something I was I wanted to interject with you. Mm -hmm. um, earlier we were talking about the profound effect of floating on me. Mm -hmm. I have a real chattery mind, mm -hmm. and actually I was getting really um, disciplined with the meditation practice and chanting, and Beautiful. really enjoying it, like waking up and looking forward to it, cool. that part of my morning, you know? That's awesome. That was pre-van life though, you know, I've had this, uh, you know, I chose van life, I elected it, but it's been right. quite a disruptor. And I, you know, I can imagine. Yeah, all of my my whole um, kind of rhythm, my daily rhythm isn't, isn't really reestablished yet, and that is the one thing I was talking to a good friend this morning about. That's what I'm missing is that daily practice of like mm -hmm. trying to get into like mindlessness, right? Not mindfulness, but literally like being able to kind of like um, just sit and rest with the mind, right? And that's it's been I'm missing <clears throat> it. So now back to like with floating, mm -hmm. I noticed that. It's, I go through a process every single time and get in the water and it feels great and it's chat, 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 chat for about, could be 20, even 30 minutes. Right. Depending on how, how much I've got in there for that mm -hmm. day. I, I go through the monkey mind phase. Mm -hmm. Is this a thing that most people describe? They have to kind of like mm -hmm. go through that tunnel of monkey mind. Such a big thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you probably usually recommend like the longer sessions so people can kind of take their time to like. Exactly. You know, get to that. 
Yeah, so we, we do recommend, especially in the beginning, we recommend the 90-minute sessions because of the monkey mind, and it is exactly like you're talking about, 20, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. right? There is a whole decompression stage that you have to kind of go through. Um, it actually leads a lot of people away from floating, although when they do try it and dive into it, you probably saw this yourself, mm-hmm. after that 15 to 30 minutes, whatever it is, you really start to decompress and relax and let go. Um, with floating, really, we just tell people to um, kind of take their time. You know, you can leave the door open, you can leave the lights on for the first 15, 20 minutes. Um, because when you turn off the lights and the music, there's literally nothing. Yeah. You're, you're perceiving barely anything because this, the water is your skin temperature as well. Um, so really getting to decompress from all that is, is quite rough, as you see. And it's even harder, like, when you're in your van life, right? Mm-hmm. You're in a van, someone's honking outside. Yeah. or what have you, you know, there's a million different things it could be. Can I describe the Please? first two weeks of van life just to encapsulate it? <laughs> Please. Because again, I think for the listeners, some people know me, some people don't. It wasn't Instagram. It was, I felt like my skin was on inside out, mm. that I was in such a public, Oh. that kind of feeling. So vulnerable. Yeah. Mm. And it took me a while to realize that really, honestly, most people aren't paying attention to what you're doing, <laughs> turns out. Yeah. Thankfully, you're, they're not. So then it kind of, allowed me to kind of release and relax into what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But when you're like stealth camping in a city, you know, you do have to kind of be a little more alert. Totally. And I do look forward to incorporating a practice like a daily meditation. And then again, eventually when your center reopens, Mm -hmm. um, incidentally folks, their center of course closed down because of COVID like the whole world. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later about the reopening. It's very exciting stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, getting back to like the float world too with you guys. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that monkey mind is really, it's its very intensive, yeah. right, for, for a lot of people, too. Mm-hmm. And um, it's its actually why I do energy healing as well, if you didn't know. No. Um, so that's another thing. That, that's how actually all this started is I started doing energy healing and then kind of figured out I wanted to help more and build a healing center. And, you know, so um, <clears throat> so really the, the key there that I see is um, is really breath work. It's really calming yourself do, through, down through your, uh, your, your, your breathing, you know, and, and we see it a lot um, because people, I see it a lot through anxiety and um, depression and, and stuff like that through what I talk with people about, you know, you, you have those moments when you're sitting there and you're at your desk and you're just going and you just go, <sighs> you're like, oh, what was that? What I believe that to be is your brain is hitting the like emergency breathe button, like breathe right now, or you're gonna die. Yeah, you know, because that's really the the case here is, um, you know, without science has proved that without oxygen, our brain starts to lose brain cells. Right? I'm literally like slowing down with my breathing, listening to this because now I'm made aware of how what a shallow breather I am. Right, naturally, and and that's yeah. majority of us too. Mm-hmm. You know, even as much as I've practiced meditation and energy work and this and that, I still catch myself doing some shallow breathing you know but if you think about it if you're trying to process a lot with your mind but you're not giving it its fuel oxygen right you're gonna have i was thinking donuts right it's not, <laughs> close it's not it's oxygen okay it's oxygen your brain doesn't actually run on donuts <laughs> it might stimulate it a, qu- a little bit but um yeah so that oxygen is what feeds your brain cells your your brain and so it makes sense when you're in monkey mind, you're processing a million things. So if you're not really breathing a lot through it, you're going to, one, you're going to keep going off on this tangent, but you're also feeding that anxiety and that depression and that stress mm-hmm. by not giving your brain cells enough 
fuel to compute what you're working with. Totally. So I find that breath is such a phenomenal helper in that, you know, go figure, it keeps us alive, weird. Uh, although, Agreed. I have to remind people often. I mean, and like it, conscious breath work. Right. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. even this weekend, I was I was riding my bike, um, we did a big ride this weekend out mountain biking in the Sierras, and, and I was breathing on such a level to stay alive like just breathing as hard as I can in and out and in and out and in and out and I was like wow my brain is functioning at such an optimal level right now I'm like because we're we're doing mountain biking and we're going downhill and we're going as fast as you possibly can go without killing yourself um you know and I was like I had stopped and think about it I was like wow I was processing so much so quickly but my breath was super on point. Mm-hmm. It was there was nothing else. It was the breath and the trail. That's yeah. all there was. Yeah. You know, and it really it really brings me to that space where you know I have to remind myself and remind everyone around me too. Like, hey, hang out for a second. You you, you got some questions. You're all worked up. Give me a couple minutes. Just sit here, breathe, mm-hmm. couple breaths. Like you said, you already brought your consciousness to it, mm-hmm. and now it looks like you're a little bit more calm and <laughs> yes, relaxed. Yes. And a little easier. Yes. Yes. Well, pod- podcasting is, uh, first of all, the art of conversation. It is an art. It is. And I'm learning how to, literally with every session, slow down. Mm-hmm. I didn't, Very important. Yeah, and not only was am I thinking too fast, I'm talking too fast, I'm breathing too fast, so I'm on this, like, hyped up, I had to, get a, <laughs> had to jump in the somadome before, when you, you know, when you said you're going to be a, few, a couple minutes late, I was like, I'm somadome, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. Yeah, but it's uh, something that I have to be really be conscious of is uh, to slow down, and you're right, the breath really helps. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's so important. It, it does so much for you, you know. If I, I've never really been an anxious or a stressed or depressed person my whole life. I've been pretty happy-go-lucky, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started my business, when I started Healing One and got all the stress, I, I had panic attacks and I was anxious and stressed. And, and so I started to watch it and I started to watch when it would come in. And I recognized it always, anxiety always came in when I wasn't paying attention to my breathing. Oh, right. Every time. Because as soon as I was like, okay, I'm freaking out, I'm having a rough time. Okay, what do I know as an energy healer? What's your practice? <laughs> breathing, breathing, okay. <laughs> And I would breathe, and I would do like five breaths, and it literally would go from like ten to zero. And it I'm takes like, only five breaths. Whoa. You're right. Yeah, it does. Exactly. You know, and that really brings you back to that present moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the key. I, I've seen it too in, um, like, like you're saying, the art of conversation, but always also in, um, like, talking in, um, like, giving lectures or you know, putting mm-hmm. on presentations because that's been a little bit more of my thing as I continue to grow into my career in this path and. I realize what I do, I, I rush things, and I, and I talk too fast, well, I recorded myself. It's excitable. It is. Know? The whole process of like doing a presentation, it's, uh, go ahead. Exactly. And then, and then what happened from there is I realized I do this thing where I say, um, blah, 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 um, blah, 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 and I recognize <laughs> it's because I think I'm going to lose people's attention. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, and also, here we go with this thing. And also, this thing, you know, instead of just like, um, hold on one second, I'm thinking, my brain is processing, and, yeah. you know, and so you, you start to cultivate and look at these things, I'm like, why do I do this? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, oh, wow, I just need to calm down, mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the best speakers, too. You watch people I, speak, and you're like, and that, that, that dude just took a whole breath. 
and didn't say anything for 20 seconds and everyone still paid attention. It, it, agreed, but in his in his or her defense, mm -hmm. they've probably done it a few hundred times. Definitely. Because the beginning process of being aware of how you're speaking mm -hmm. is it, it's uh, painful because you have to face your flaws. Right. My biggest flaw, and I had several and I still have several. Don't we all? <laughs> yes. Was instead of deep listening, and holding my thoughts, it mm -hmm. was like waiting for my turn to talk and talking, stepping on people. Yeah. But I wasn't even aware of it. I've spent probably a lifetime doing that. And again, listening to the playbacks of people, people, stuff I can't, I couldn't publish. It was so bad. Right. You know, <laughs> right. just two people stepping on each other is, is cringe. Well, like you were saying, the art of conversation, mm -hmm. we think of it as communicating. Yes. But half of communication is listening. Yes. And that is the biggest thing I think to recognize with communication um, is like we do wait to speak our 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 two cents our piece, mm -hmm. which is great, which is fine. Although I recognize when I let go of that and I just fully focus on the person talking, mm -hmm. as soon as they're done, I already have it's already it just pops up as soon as they totally. and it's like oh it's it's like conversation would flow naturally if we would allow it. Yes or. As, See, I just I, Instead just, of I, I just did it again. <laughs> so that's I, I was it wrapping up your right. Thank you. Um, but that's I wanted to not step on you like that. But that is right. Like it's um, allow the person allow the person to mm -hmm. lead instead of be, have to feel like you're you don't have to or one doesn't have to lead the conversation. Right. I always felt like I had to lead the conversation or sparkle for them or that's not the case. My, I have a good friend who's coming on. Um, on Friday, and mm -hmm. we're gonna just talk for. We're gonna bust through. We're gonna talk about the technology of forgiveness. Cool. She's really That's good. That's beautiful. At it. I'll have to yeah. tune in for that. She's one. amazing, and she's a great artist. She's in town, and um, she was talking about how I go. How do I stop this insanity of like talking over people? <laughs> and she said that in her broadcasting experience, she said that uh, she would literally in her head count to three, and let them fully vet their idea. They might even have an addendum. Right. And then count for a couple seconds, mm -hmm. and then there's no sh there's no harm in that. Yeah. It's not really even dead air. It's just like you're allowing them to fully compose. That's something I haven't got to yet, but well, I, I want to try it. And that's the thing we think we have to fill every second, every space. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of because, and I've <laughs> seen this because we feel that if there's nothing happening, it turns into this awkward tension, mm -hmm. and it's weird. It's not. Mm -mm. It's silence. It's peace. It's mm -hmm. what we were just talking about. It's meditation. <laughs> It's that space where you're just like, oh, that was a good thought, and thank you for letting me get it all out, and yeah. oh, that feels so good, and how about you? <laughs> Wait, your turn. You know, I've been talking for 20 minutes. Yeah. You talk now. Uh -huh. That's actually, it's really funny that we're talking about that, because that is actually how I started progressing Healing One, is I always wanted to tell, I was so stoked about my passion and my idea, and I always wanted to tell everyone what I was going to do, and, and, and this and that, and then I could never get anyone to listen to me. And I was just like, what is the issue here? And I realized that people love to hear themselves talk. Yeah. Oh, and they need to be heard. They're, they, not, they're not being heard. Right, exactly. And so that's how I started getting the word out. Mm. I would meet new people, and I'm like, hey, Michelle, nice to meet you. I'm Chaz. Tell me, talk, talk to me about yourself. Like, tell me. And then people were just like, unload for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is this really funny spot right at the end where they're just like, okay, well, I think that's all of me. Um, wait, what about you, Chess? Uh, and I'm like, oh, great, my turn. 
Okay, put your seatbelt on. Here, <laughs> here we go. Yes. <laughs> so, That's great, though. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's I, great to give somebody that. Oh, man. It, and it does wonders for them. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, probably half of my healing sessions are probably more based on, like, therapy sessions where they're just wanting to talk mm-hmm. and someone to hear them and listen to them yep. and not even give advice. You know, like, some of my clients want advice and want my perceptions and and what I think about these things and some of them are just like yo I just need to like say this Mm -hmm. and get it off and then end of story let's not talk about it afterwards Mm -hmm. it's done and it's great and if they want to talk about it or bring it up or want my advice they'll bring it up later but you know just really offloading Mm -hmm. is is so huge you know venting all of that out because we you're right we don't have too many people listen to, especially if we live in a van or <laughs> live by ourselves yeah. or we have, I mean, especially in COVID this era. COVID world. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's kind of freaky where mm-hmm. it's like... We're calling it COVID season. Co- perfect. Yes. Right. Not era. Right. S- excuse my <laughs> conversation there. No. Yes. Yes. Um, because, you know, we're wanting to have this distance, but man, we thrive on connection. Totally. We, we are pack animals. Totally. For sure. I couldn't do my life. I wouldn't want to do my life alone. Right. And God, I'm highly social. Um, And a good good friend of mine has actually helped. She's been extremely helpful with this transition in my van life. Mm. Um, And I get to park in front of her house, and it's really safe. It's quiet. Cool. And um, yesterday, and we had an ongoing conversation starting yesterday and this morning about um, how isolated everyone seems how isolated I feel, how it's affecting my mental health, mm-hmm. and how important it is for me to reach out to somebody. So uh, we were talking about how important, like having a, a life coach, a counselor, a co- you know somebody, right? Somebody on the sidelines to literally like assist you when you literally are falling. It's it is really important. Hardly, yeah. I don't know if uh, everybody has that. They don't have that luxury. Right. So I feel like mental health. For mental health purposes, mm-hmm. we need to be reminded that we are connected, mm-hmm. that we fit somewhere, that we're heard and seen. Right. And hopefully, I mean, I feel that. I, I receive that very lovingly from a group of people, you know, Beautiful. that I'm, I'm happy, I'm blessed, you know. Right. I hope that I can give that to people back and more, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do it now or in my future, but yeah. hopefully well, it's part of... As you learn and progress, yes, right? Yes. Like, like you say, you're already more aware of the conversation. Oh, I should listen more. And oh, like... Maybe if I maybe try to talk half of what I talk now or whatever. I think it's just listening more. I don't think we need to talk less. I think we need to listen more. Right. Because listening is or talking is also an art, right? Being tactful with your words and how you, you know, project on someone Indeed. or, you know, reflect with someone. You know, you can very much point them out and that's not the idea, right? But it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I see with myself that as well a lot. What I'm learning too is, is how to be very tactful with my words and my approach in you know these kind of things as well as listening and understanding and you know stuff like that and that that kind of leads into exactly what healing one is you know that's Mm -hmm. why i created that's why the name is healing one you know it is for all of us we are all healing ourselves healing one it really does feel like a safe space immediately yeah thank you so that is definitely the impression that you get when, you, when a person walks in there. So. Yeah, and that was the idea, really, is I wanted you to step into a place in Reno that you forgot you are in Reno. You do. Right? So you come into this space, you're like, oh, my gosh, where am I? This feels so 
You do feel like you've been teleported somewhere. And even our staff, right? Mm -hmm. Our independent contractors, our healers, as well as our float techs and our managers, all very loving and kind and supportive. If you read any of our reviews, I guarantee Mm -hmm. that more than half of them are like, oh, the staff was so nice and helpful. And, you know, we, we really strive to bring that to to the public because that's what we need half the time. That culture is so unusual. Oh, and so needed. Yeah. I ran into, I waited on, I was working at a, a job last year and mm. very stressful environment. I, I think mean, I saw you there. Okay. I, I don't, I didn't like my job. <laughs> I, you weren't very happy. No. I was like, hey, Michelle, you were like, hey, oh, hey, Chas, oh, I totally know you. Yeah, I'm like, because I'm literally like in like, I was like in a, I had to like put my crunchy defensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like I was in a hostile environment all day long. Yeah. And um, that's most people. I feel like most people are, are living, working with a lot of, you know, tension and just general, you know, like, like almost like an unnecessarily level of aggression in, in their lives. And it's not... It's just the culture right now. Everyone's right. kind of on edge, and it wasn't even great before, you know. Oh, it hasn't so, been great for a long time. Yeah. That's the unfortunate I, part. I know. I see, but and we'll get into that, too. Later. <laughs> I hope about this, the great shift yeah. of COVID season, the good, the bad. Perfect. Um, it. I, I also met one of your, like, she was a massage therapist, and I just started chatting her up. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot what my point was about that. I re- oh, I realized how, how different how you know like how I, I deal with hostility all day long and how some people they don't do that they, they you know they've they've chosen you know lives and paths and careers that are not like that it put I mean I don't know it just it she just made such a good impression on me and it brought me back to like what's really important and how mm-hmm. how unnatural my work situation was do you know right, what I mean right, right. so that's why it's important for people to know that they can there is there, there is a community out there that can assist. Absolutely. And even if you feel awkward at first, it takes a minute, but you'll, you'll find your rhythm. I think you can find a person could find it at your your establishment. Yeah, right. There are other places in Reno too. I might have to. Oh yeah, there's tons. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, no, there's tons of healing um, centers and and places around mm-hmm. yoga studios or, you know, and that's kind of the the thing that I say to people is, you know, I hear that a lot too. Oh, I'm, you know, why well, don't where do I go and what do I do and, you know, I'm like just get on the Reno to do page or yeah, just just get out there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I came up to the, came up with this a long time ago when I was starting Healing One. I was like, man, I'm I'm really struggling, and then I sat with that and I was like, I'm not struggling though. I'm like out there. I'm hitting the streets. I'm talking mm-hmm. to people. I am not struggling. That's part of the I'm process. I'm not getting it. Well, and that's what I realized is mm-hmm. is there I'm striving. Yeah. And there's a huge difference between struggling and striving. Yes. Struggling sitting on your couch waiting for the world to change mm-hmm. and nothing happening. Striving is out there talking to people, moving and grooving, going to events, mm-hmm. this and that, and really striving to, you know, make something happen. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's really when when people want to change, that's what you do. You go out and and try something new. And I, I love that. I love to see what happens is people are always so surprised, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh, it's going to be awkward. I'm going to go to this event and, you know, people are going to this or that or not want to talk to me or whatever. And I'm like, everyone's at that event yeah. to talk. Yeah. Everyone came to this event everyone's to talk to, to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, every time I go to an event, I feel weird. I'm like, oh, people, are, I don't want to talk or they don't want whatever. It's always so perfect. It's perfect. It's all divine. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like having a great time and everyone's so thankful that I showed up and they mm-hmm. even tell me that. And I'm like, 
why why do we why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we worry? Why do we worry so much? You know, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I, maybe that's part of the It's because of the monkey mind. I know. It's that. because we're too wrapped up in our own world, which yeah. I love what you said earlier, and that was a huge part of it, is mm-hmm. we all think everyone watches our every movie. Oh, yeah. No one's really caring. No, no one cares. And no. I, there's this little Facebook meme where it's like this guy is all blue. In a good way. And he, well, he's yeah. all blue, and he's down. He's like, no one cares. And the guy above him is in yellow. He's like, no one cares, with his hands up. And it's, yeah. it's exactly right, you yeah. know. For me, when I realized no one really was watching me or caring that much, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, huge weights lifted mm-hmm. off me. I felt so much better. I felt like I actually could go do things. And and in fact, when you put yourself on the line like that, you will find that the universe will, you're reaching out and striving, the universe will like lean in to assist. Through, exactly. Through people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens all the time for me. It's bizarre how much it's been happening. Well, and that's because you're out there. Dude, you're striving. On, you're striving. You're <laughs> yeah. not on the couch. Yeah. You're not struggling. You're striving. Yeah. You're building a van. You're mm-hmm. out there talking to people. You're on a podcast. You're yeah. doing your thing. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You know? And the scary moments are worth the other stuff. Oh, buy it. it the good mind. stuff far outweighs the scary moments that I have. Yeah. So. And I see that with healing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we see that in healing all the time. Because healing is gnarly. You know, people think healing is sitting there in meditation. And you're Everyone holds hands going, and kumbaya. No, no yeah. that is There's not There's a lot healing. of crying. <laughs> healing is crying, or yeah. I've seen yelling, mm-hmm. or, you know, punching the massage bed. I've seen some gnarly stuff, and that that's healing. Because when those people come out of those sessions, when we work through that energy and we talk about it and, and you know, ultimately try to set it down and, and let it go for a minute, you know, they, <coughs> excuse me, they feel so much more themselves. You know, so much more embodied, mm-hmm. really. And that's that's what I think a lot of people are trying to do is really embody. You know, that's what we don't really understand or know about. We're like just in our minds so much. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, hey, if you're in your mind, you're not in your body. Right. And if you're in your body, you're not in your mind. Like I was just telling you when I was riding my mountain bike, I, I was not thinking about anything but my breath in that trail and not trying to die going down this hill. You have to be present there or you're going to get right. hurt. Well, but that's because yeah. I was fully in my body. Mm-hmm. I was, my body was working at such a rate that I wasn't thinking about my past girlfriend or healing one's What's stuff. What's doing? Or nothing. I was like, oh, oh, stay alive. Jump that rock. Okay, don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> you know? Don't die. Don't die. Exactly. But <laughs> the opposite, right? When you're in your mind, you're like, what about this? And what about this person? What are they doing? And what's my money, money, money? What's gonna, what am I going to do? And how am I? Then you're not in your body. And that's the issue is all of us are so in our mind that we don't get into our body. And that's why we become, I think, unhealthy mm. because we're not balancing the mind, the body, and the spirit. And that is the key. You know, I, I talk to people very often about how we look at it as one thing. We have a mind, we have a body, we have a spirit. We look at it as it's one thing, right? But really, it's yeah. three things. Mm-hmm. You know, so the way I speak about it often is um, working towards doing something every day for your mind, doing something every day for your body, and every day for your spirit. Whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. You know, for my mind, I like to juggle. So it helps my mind. I do a little juggling, right? Silly little thing, uh-huh. right? Or read a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, my spirit, I will do meditation or move some energy around in my body, you know, kind of things like that. And then um, my body is obviously, you know, physical workout or stretching, yoga or something like that, but really trying to pay attention to these three separate things that are me, that are within me, mm-hmm. that are technically three different things. Mm-hmm. Right, they they are three 
different things that come together to make you right. this this whole unit. And and I've been trying to find a way to help people understand that and mm-hmm. see that a little bit better because it's an interesting conversation. I feel very. I've been feeling very disembodied lately. Also, have you ever seen the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, what is not it? like I'm a head floating around, but R- right. You're you're well. You're you're mainly kind in your of, mind. Yeah. Right. You're not in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. So you want to be more embodied, but you're in your mind. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of. Um, and when I'm down in my body, I'm like, oh god, I haven't been doing anything with this like carbon blob. Like it's not supposed to feel like that. Right. And you know, like again with like the whole COVID era, a lot of things have been. I haven't been doing like the milk jug workout like everyone's been. Right. You know, there's some. Things, <laughs> I do have some excuses, but but um, you're right. It's uh, when I come back into the body, it doesn't feel great because I've been not been addressing it. Right. So it's almost like you have left your body on the, on the beach slab. Yeah. <laughs> while your mind went into play in the ocean. Totally. And then it came back and your body's pissed off. Yeah. Your body's like, why are I going to go play in the ocean? You know, why does it have I'm that a, voice? I want to play. <laughs> you know, my body has that weird I, voice. Totally. It yeah. Like, eh, it's like, hey, come eh, on. Eh, what, about, what about me? Hey, hey. <laughs> no, I don't know what my body sounds like. Yeah, well, exactly. It sounds like an old guy from New York. Ah, why? Well, and that's and that's <laughs> maybe he needs some more workout. That's why <laughs> he he's does. like, he uh, does. He's like crumpled up, smoking cigarettes. Right. Unfiltered camels. Yeah, throwing his cigarette. That's one after another. Yes. No, no bueno. Well, and I, and I tell people, even just like little stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You can go for a mile walk and it's great. It'll bring you to your body, totally. right? You're still in your mind, yes, but you're walking. You're like, oh, don't trip over this. Or, hey, I gotta, I'm feeling froggy. I'm going to jump over that crack. Or, or swing those arms. If it, yeah. Like, you know, pump that heart a little. You know, it feels good. Exactly. Really good. Yeah, really getting that body, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. That's a big, important part of that, I think. Can I ask you? Please. Or you might have actually you might have actually answered this question. Um, what are some of the reported after effects that people share with you when they have floated? When they have floated, um, I actually love when people talk to me after their float mm-hmm. because it is quite profound. Usually, um, I find a lot of people doing this thing where they come in and flow and they're skeptical, but they didn't show me their skepticism, and they come out and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that was amazing!" And I was like, "Yeah, that was pretty awesome." Huh? And they're like. Yeah, I was totally skeptical. I didn't think I was going to do anything, you know. And so we see mainly people reaching out with us uh, the day after. And, you know, we, we usually see about, um, if you float just once, it'll give you about a day, day and a half of, you know, recovery, rest, relaxation. Um, you know, but if you float consistently, that's why we tell people to float, you know, you know, twice a month if you can, somewhere in there. Because if you keep the, the floating going, it will keep the benefits involved as well. Um, but usually um, we get a lot of like, uh, I've, that's the most relaxed I've ever been, I've ever felt. Oh, I didn't know I could relax my neck like that. Um, you are like at, you are at zero G's. Yeah. Better than being in the womb. Because in the womb you're like cramped up like a little. Right. You can stretch yeah. out in these float tanks. They're really big. I got to tell you, one of my experiences was that I was able to kind of get into a deep state of relaxation, turn that, the monkey that's banging rocks. Mm-hmm. Let that guy go put him put a little blankie on him. And give him his banana. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, and then get into such a deep state where I felt disembodied in a good way. Like right. I felt like I had gone to like a, a different planet, like a like deep space. Right. That's the kind of almost like I would describe it as like a psychedelic event. 
without being on drugs. And isn't that crazy? Because all this that is, really is is that theta state. It, yeah, it's, it's our the own state mind of being. Yeah, it's, so it's a vibration in our. We can mind. we can contact that state of being naturally at any point in time. That's the one of the trippy things too. Mm-hmm. It's pro, that's the profound. It's it's like a having like an amazing you know psychedelic trip, except there's no you know. People have talked about it like that. Um, I don't know how many people have uh, had really powerful psychedelic trips, but after one of those, I've had many, um, after one of those, you have this sense of relaxation and rest and kind of like, holy shit, I made it back from that. Yeah, and like all, a deep insight. Also just like, I am so relaxed right now. I'm just going to stay right here. I'm so thankful that my brain is back to its normal capacity mm-hmm. and I'm just chilling here on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we do hear a lot about that, but really probably the most report reported benefit we get is that people slept amazing you know because that magnesium helps that's what I was going to ask you does that have something to do with it too? everything to do with it I mean yes you're getting away from all your senses and decompressing and and those are the two main benefits that I talk about is one you're getting away from all external external stimuli and we take in so much every single day it's it's out of control it's wild Um, you know so really decompressing from that is huge but there's a thousand pounds of magnesium sulfate in there, you know, which is Epsom salt. And so magnesium plays a role in like 320 something functions of your body. Right. You know, that it's not like, it doesn't play a role in like five things or 10 things, like mm-hmm. 300 different things magnesium helps your body with, you know. Um, I've seen it in my own body personally where I have these aches and pains that like jump around. Like I wake up one morning, it's my shoulder and then my next day it's my left knee and the next day it's my right toe and it's just like where how why Mm -hmm. you know and um when i float weekly or bi-weekly i don't or or bi-monthly i don't have any of those pains those pains completely dissipate is it because you're the secondary effects that you're sleeping better and so you think you're recovering better I mean, I think it's just because the magnesium is moving in your system. I mean, okay. as of... Oh, with cellular recovery? I mean, that that's also the thing about magnesium mm-hmm. is 89% of Americans are magnesium deficient in 2018. 89, 90% of people, you know, so if mm-hmm. you had 10 people in a room, nine of them mm-hmm. are magnesium deficient. And it plays a role in 320 functions of your body. Yeah. It's like so underrated. It blows my mind, you know, and that's... That's one of the biggest benefits with these float tanks is, you know, I mean, think about it. You take an Epsom salt bath at home, right? And it Feels relaxes amazing. you. Yeah. And it decompresses and you get to sleep better. Mm-hmm. Except for that was a cup. Right. We put 20, 50 pound bags of Epsom salt. Oh, can you in also. Each one of these. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Can you also explain to the listener? You were telling me once about how much Epsom salt you put in to the water to where it's so saline that. Can you explain that? Like, if you it's, put any more in, it would become not liquid? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's around, like, I think 44% saline solution. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we saw that um, if you put, um, I, I don't remember the X amount, but if, if you put, like, another couple hundred pounds in, it there's so much salt that it just starts to bind to itself again, right? So it is very, very... It's ridiculously salty. We'll, yeah. we'll say that. So, yeah, ultimately, there's so much in there. You know, I mean, think about it. There's 200 gallons of water, which is technically 11 inches of water, mm-hmm. right? And then there's 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt in there. It's like 44% saline solution. Wow. So it's it's crazy buoyant. You know, like if we've seen this picture, too, if, um, if you don't heat it, it looks like glaciers. Wow. 
start to build out of it. So cool. Yeah, we found this picture online where this guy had forgotten about his float tank and left it in his garage for like two years. And they opened it up and it was like these gnarly glaciers. It looked like a picture. It looked like the ocean with like glaciers coming out of it. It was so crazy. Wow, like stalactites or something? Exactly. Or the ones that, the ones that the... grow up. Whoa, that is a trick. my I don't know which yeah. one is which, but me neither. <laughs> Can't remember that for my natural natural science yeah, class from twenty years ago. <laughs> right. Um, so okay, you mentioned earlier you were originally an energy worker, mm-hmm. and then you got involved with the float world. Like, um, will you break that down for me? Like, how did you? Yeah. Like, what time? Like, what time frame? Like, where were you in life when this started to happen? So technically, I mean, I still do energy healing as well. It's part of my practice, and you know. Part of why I'm here on the planet um, and so what happened is I think uh, I don't remember what age um, but yeah I started talking to some people about energy healing and they were like oh yeah it's where you send energy and love and it helps people and it's, I was like I've been doing that since I was a kid like naturally that's my thing yeah you know and so I, I started looking into it and and ultimately took some classes and started doing energy healing and Probably uh, three, four years into that practice or so, I kind of had the thought, like, how can I help more? Because I love energy healing sessions. I love helping one-on-one. You know, it's so powerful and profound. Although I was like, how can I help more? You know, I'm here to have a bigger footprint in the healing of the world and its people. How can I do that? That's a natural healer. How can I help more? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's great. And so that's when I started to, like, look at things and realize oh I can build a healing center and and that's where I came into floating actually is I was looking at modalities that would be helpful for um, you know for healing purposes and I came across floating and try to float tank and actually I remember the first time I heard about it I was like that has got to be the best thing you can do for yourself like seriously get away from everything and everyone like don't get me wrong I love to be around people I love to party and there's lights and noise and music and all that stuff and I also love nothing. Complete silence and <laughs> yes. rest and relaxation. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. exactly that. That exhale right there. <laughs> oh, yes, I do love relaxing so much. You know, I wish so, I could monetize <clears throat> it. It's one of the things that I'm good at. <laughs> Seriously, right? Yes. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty interesting how it all came about. And then I kind of was like, oh, well. And another part of that was I, I couldn't, no one would let me practice energy healing out of their massage business. Because mm-hmm. that's like the only business in town that I would somewhat fit in, mm-hmm. right, is like in a massage business. Yeah. Um, and so I was trying to like do, I was trying to do um, work with people in a professional space and no one would give me a job. They're like, well, you're not a massage therapist. So I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm an energy healer. I told you that. They're like, well, well, you can't touch people. I'm like, I'm not gonna touch people I can do it from a distance and people were just like they wouldn't even let let me rent a room right and I was like all right well I'm one of those people that doesn't take no for an answer often so which leads me to another question (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I pretty much just was like okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna start my own thing Mm -hmm. and that's why we have energy healing and massage therapists and you had to create your own space to do your work yeah Mm -hmm. I and I and I felt like that and um and it worked out really well and it's been a pretty awesome practice ever since and amazing my practice has grown too so it's great to hear that and that's brings me to my next question because I remember when you had just 
I can't believe it's been five years because you've developed <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. And it started off with one a beautiful tank, but I mean one tank. One tank. Two rooms, it seemed like. It was one. Okay. It was one massage room and one float tank. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, again, kind of an offbeat kind of area in Reno. <laughs> The, right. the, the little cave around the corner <laughs> yeah. is what I call you it. You have to be a seeker. You have to find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you go on a quest, you know. Um, exactly. No, but I mean, it's a lovely space, and it's that's grown over there, too. Um, but from what I hear, it's going to get even better. So we'll talk about that later, too. Right. So how, I mean, I admire somebody that, like, can hold a vision for so long. Like, again, this is a conversation my friend and I had earlier. It's like, how do you stay in the present moment and work on your daily, weekly tasks but don't lose sight of the big picture. Like, how do you not lose sight of that vision? Do you have any, like, I don't know, like, personal practices? Or, you know what I mean? Like, what's your ethos towards that in business? Mine is the three Ps. Mm. It's patience, persistence, and passion. And those three are what continually get me through. Okay. You know, the passion is really the fire. Mm-hmm. It is the fuel that gets me up and, like, you're, you're going. Mm-hmm. You have to do all the stuff you don't want to do? Great. Get out there. Mm-hmm. So the passion is really the fire and really keeps it going. Um, the persistence is really something that I've built into my mind to just be like, you, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when you wake up some days and you're like, I am not going to work. I don't care. I'm going to call in, blah, blah, blah. I'm the person I have to call into. Right. <laughs> and usually I don't, not usually, I used to not have somebody that was there to help me with that. So I would get up and be like, I'm not going to work today. And then two seconds later, like, you're... You're joking. You get your ass up right now and get in there. And so... You have to talk to yourself like that. Like talk to your... Oh, definitely. Like kind of like nudge your inner child with something sharp. Exactly. Like yeah. third person. Like, yeah. hey, I, I know, bud. It's okay. You're having a rough one. We're still going to Pull a blanket there. off of them. Yeah. <laughs> Throw water in my own face. Yeah. <laughs> have you always been that way? Do you feel dis- always disciplined to where you can kind of tell your um, like inner bitch to like shut up and get moving uh somewhat um I've, I've always had a lot of energy you know since my energy healing practice and, and all those things i've had a lot of energy so um i never really had a problem creating motivation um just because i had so much energy i was like i'm just gonna sit here and twiddle my thumbs does that just come from something in you naturally or are you able to like summon it i mean like how do you i'm able to now summon it okay um so there's this um there's this website called humandesign.org and it kind of lays out astrology in a couple different realms for you ultimately i'm what they call a generator so i just generate love and energy naturally so i do believe that it's innate it's something that i have just been gifted with for whatever reason how the stars aligned you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that Um, but yes you can summon it and cultivate it um, and i think it just takes a lot of uh, again like patience with yourself and persistence oh you mean like any person can develop a a skill set to do that for themselves mm-hmm. yeah you're teaching people Absolutely. that yeah I'm actually working on a program right now where I work with people one-on-one um, I'm building it currently um, where I'm where I'm working with people one-on-one to build this program to understand them and myself ultimately it's understanding self right because yourself and I'm self um, and so I've been working on this program to help people one-on-one and my goal is to have a structure of people that I work with one-on-one and also be able to sell the program to people who want to help people create Mm -hmm. that program for themselves. Very cool. Um, It is in its beginning stages and I'm like taking um, 
my, my goal is now to take like five people on and give them a really discounted rate to stay in touch with them and, and see what works for them and what doesn't and kind of build upon this for one to three months, mm-hmm. depending on how things um, go. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really something that I, I think can be cultivated, right? But it ultimately has to really stem from yourself. You have to want to do it. You have to want to be able to get up and be motivated and, you know, and... You're not going to teach them that. They already have to kind of have that Well, and yeah, it, foundation of show well, up. Well, and I just yeah. kind of... And that's the whole thing is I realize, and it's, it's all within. Mm-hmm. You know, I've realized that our differences are very, very minimal compared to our similarities. Right. Our similarities are vast. Mm-hmm. We've both got two arms and ten fingers and ten toes and nose and eyes and we have all heart, brain, we have all these similarities. You know, we just have these certain differences, right? Our trauma growing up and what we've been through and what our body has put us through and our mind has put us through and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I do believe it can be built in, although I do believe there has to be a moment in your life where you recognize, like, I'm here f- for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a purpose. I'm, I'm not just sitting around breathing air for no reason at all. Do you feel like everybody is has a divine purpose? 100%. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. And, and whatever whatever capacity that is at, you know, like for me, like I was an electrician and that's a great job. People would die to be an electrician and it wasn't what I wanted to do for a living. And it makes sense now, right? I'm here. I am a healer and I own my own business. And, you know, this is my passion. This is what I'm here it's to funny, do. You were doing energy work, but a different way. So there's a there's a whole thing <laughs> how that all lined up. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you were still doing energy work. Yeah. I've pretty much done energy work since yeah. I that's got out of high school. It's, it's it's spooky. It's pretty yeah. It's kind of why I'm very uh, in tune with energy, mm-hmm. um, whether it's uh, physical or non-physical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a really interesting. It's it's hilarious to look back and be like, oh duh, oh that makes sense. You know, energy where you yeah. understand how that flows and they understand how the energy in the body flows. Yeah. That is that's fascinating. Yeah. Okay, so then this leads me into the net. The Wait, net. I think oh, I have one more. Oh, I'm so sorry. We Excuse missed, me. We missed uh, patience. Oh, dude. See? Yeah. <laughs> those are the three Ps. That's, that's right. I, I wanted to wrap back to that. Yes. You know, because we have passion, right, which is the fire, the fuel. Yes. And then we have persistence, which is really the structure kind of of it. You know, the persistence is like recognizing, like, Chaz, if I don't get up today, then healing one doesn't make moves today, mm-hmm. which is another day behind, right? Yeah. In air quotes, you know, mm-hmm. you're never technically behind. Everything is divine, um, you know. So, so persistence is mainly the structure for you to keep yourself in line with, mm-hmm. um, and then patience, and patience is maybe one of the biggest ones <laughs> because, um, man, do we have such a hard time? And I say we as a collective, especially yeah. the the United States. Like our Western culture, there's no patience in it. You know, it's like, I want this done and I want it done yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not possible. Well, it should be done yesterday. Okay. How do you want me to? Oh, you mean just get it done as fast as possible? Oh, okay. You know, so that patience is huge because really on a universal level, you have to allow the universe or God or whatever you want to call it to work with you, 
right? right. You can't call up in God right and say, yo, I need this red bike like tomorrow before I go riding. <laughs> you know, yeah. God or the universe can be like, uh, you need to chill out there, boy. Mm-hmm. You know, like relax a little bit. You know, comparative to like, oh man, I really want this red bike and it'd be so awesome. I'm going to send my energy out for it and maybe somehow the cosmos will work in my favor. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's that patience is so profound because what happens in that patient time you you told your mom about the bike and you told your dad and you told your uncle and you have pictures of it on your wall and you think about it all the time and you know and eventually you're like uncle's like oh it's his birthday i could throw a hundred bucks at this bike you know oh hey mom dad let's all throw a hundred bucks at this bike and get this red bike for right you know you have to allow the world around you to work with you to correspond with your ideas exactly yeah and it sounds like too like anecdotally like you you have to kind of like uh, plant the seeds, mm. put it in everybody's head that this, you know, mom, I need completely. Yeah. Well, and it's the same with that's that's prayer too, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. like, oh, please help me to find grace, help me to find patience, help me to find love, help me to find this healer that is going to help me along my path, right? All these things. But that's the thing is, nothing happens overnight. As much as our Western culture wants to believe, mm-hmm. you know, we have this whole thing like the this overnight superstar, right? Or this overnight millionaire. But people don't realize it took 25 years to get to overnight millionaire status. Totally. You know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, so there's this little veil that's there that we don't really recognize. And so that's why I love to talk about patience because it is so the key virtue. It's probably one of my least practiced qualities. <laughs> you and probably 95% yeah. of America. <laughs> it's hard. I want, yeah, I have this, you know, vision for myself when I don't, when I don't see that that's materialized yet, I, 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 I'm making myself suffer for it. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. But uh, that's, again, it's been this kind of reoccurring theme. Funny you should bring that up. But yeah, especially in, my life, yeah. in this context. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah let's move on. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's talking about patience for <laughs> Tyler totally. Benes. Totally. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So those three Ps are really what kept... Um, Passion, keep, mm-hmm. persistence, patience. Yep. I love it. And those are what keep me like motivated, and I check in with myself often. Like, Do I have passion behind it? Yes, obviously. I still love this. Do I have persistence? Yes, still moving forward, doing everything I can for this company mm-hmm. and for myself. And then patience, oh, you need to chill out. Yeah. Uh, okay, why don't you just chill out? Oh, you can take a day off? Oh, wow, that's part of patience? Oh, my gosh. Okay, cool, I'm going to go ride my mountain bike for a couple days. <laughs> does, the, does the universe kind of kick you off like that and say, you need a day off? Do you, you get those signals? That totally. Like, you need to get out of the office. And... Yeah, yeah. I pushed myself really hard the first probably three, four years of healing one to where I like almost killed myself. Actually, I had a seizure and had some pretty gnarly stuff happen to me. Um, you know, and so, yeah, but I have had many occurrences where I, I couldn't even get out of bed. Um, when I know when I was working as an electrician still, I had worked really tough. I think I worked 10 days straight for like 12 hours a day and we had this really tough job. And and as soon as we finished it, it was like a Tuesday when we finished it and my, I woke up the next day and my knee did not move. It wouldn't move. It was locked. And I called my boss. I was like, yo, I can't come in today. He's like, what? We need you to come in today. I was like, dude, I, like, my knee's locked up. I can't, I can't move. And I called in, and I laid back, went back to sleep for like two hours, and I woke up, and my knee was perfect. 
totally fine. I've had moments like that. Yeah. Strange. And so I think, you know, I, I, my term is universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very much the universe sees us and recognizes us. And if we don't stop ourselves, then it's like, okay, here, let me help you out, sister. Yeah. You just sit here and don't do anything. Oh, you know, you're not going to do that? Okay, well, I'm just going to make you trip and fall and hurt your knee. And then you have to do it. I have a story that's too long for this, but another time, it's very similar to that. Perfect. Like instantaneous healing, but because I literally did a mind shift, right. and it was healed. So See, it's an A. Yeah. Another, yeah. I wish. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a five-hour yeah. podcast. <laughs> yes, totally. Go into all the stories. Another time. Um, so this leads me into what I wanted to ask you about, you know, all this work you're doing and how I feel like. There is a community that's growing in terms of um, absolutely a, like people that are becoming more self-aware, aware of their higher, you know, like a higher calling, a higher purpose mm-hmm. for themselves and for other people. Like mm-hmm. people, I, I get the sense that the media wouldn't portray it this way. But this is what I see directly, totally. you know, is that people are being called to service. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do and what can I, you know, what can I do to... Um, optimize my life and how can I serve other people it's always like the second course right so do you feel like there's this big shift that's happening 100% okay especially yeah. you at ground zero <laughs> absolutely so yeah um, how do you how are you getting that sense like are you seeing like you just I mean how are you getting that sense of the momentum I mean I'm just seeing it from the world around us you know and how everything's are changing drastically the way that I talk about it a lot is um, we were very much in this older paradigm for a while. I see it as a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. We are very much in this older paradigm, which is very much toxic masculinity, right? The man is right and he's greedy and do everything to please him or you'll get nothing, right? This whole, I mean, it's only what, 50, 100 years of women being able to vote, you so know? Weird, yeah. I just learned the other day that, w- mm-hmm. like, what was it 50 years ago or something like that? You had to, you actually had only men could buy property. Mm-hmm. You had to marry someone so you could buy property with them. I was I I'd never heard of that. I was, of course, uh, we've come a long way. Toxic baby. masculinity yeah. schooling, you know. Yeah. Um, so I see it very much as this paradigm shift, and that's the way I talk about it. Is we have shifted in this new paradigm, and that's what I believe December twenty first, two thousand twelve was. It was an energetic shift, right? It was changing from this masculine toxicity to what I believe it is now is masculine and feminine divinity rising together, mm-hmm. right? Balance. And, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Balance. Yeah. Us looking at each other as more equals like, hey, yes, maybe I can, you know, fix the car and pick up super heavy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but I can't be delicate and I'm still working on my compassion and, you know, like there's, there's just... You know, there's a whole difference between mom and dad. Totally. Mom, not all moms, but <laughs> the ideal ideology. Not my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ideology <laughs> is that mom is very nurturing and loving. And... So the feminine principle yes. is about is about tenderness. Yes. And the masculine principle is about activation and you know action. Right. And we're more like you know more the internal external. We need, like, we need each other. 100%. Yeah. And, and however that inter, uh, divine masculine or feminine manifests, I mean, there's always the traditional roles mm-hmm. and kind of hemispheres within the culture. And then, of course, there are, you know, sub subsets of those uh, manif- or accretions, too. Right. Um, when I mention divine feminine to, like, a couple of my guy friends, I see them, like, wither. And I go, man, it's not like I'm going to put you in capri pants. Right. Like, you're not no. going to be, you know, you're not going to be wearing a tube top 
going, you know, it's not. It's not like that. No, it's about, it's funny, the male dominant hierarchy, I mean, uh, the the patriarchy has been about dominance, but the feminine principle is about balance. Right. And uh, I feel like secretly, even though like a lot of men kind of like squawk about that, Mm -hmm. they want that. They want to have a load off and see the restoration of balance in the world. They do, for sure. And And you see it a lot when, I mean, a lot of people will see it in their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. When your husband is sitting there and he's really torn up and beaten down, oh, he's like a five-year-old. He's like, oh, honey, can you please <laughs> give me some tea and rub my feet? I'm sorry, I hurt, you know? And it's like, that's that's what we we were really looking for. But that's mm-hmm. the thing is you put some people around him and it's like, oh, hey, uh, I'm, I'm such a man, I would never have my wife rub my feet. And then inside, it's like, oh, I just put sandpaper on my feet. Yeah. Maybe yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's that's kind of what I see is this paradigm changing and, and um, really seeing it, too, with our whole world, right? I mean, that's what COVID is, is it's changing things, right? Yeah, big disruptor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and with all these movements, the BLM movement and, you know, all these, you know, even the... It's funny because people put down, like, the, the feminist mindset, like like it's trying to kill... The masculine and it's like no literally from my understanding of feminism is they're just asking for things to be equal and, and it well it can't be squelched out no it's no. like that is just the nature of humans are all these manifestations of masculine and feminine and i feel like the you know the big movement of the me too mm-hmm. movement is an overarching like it's almost like an overcorrection. Because we need right. to kind of overcorrect it, That's a great way for, you know what I mean, it. so that it, so that the needle kind of comes back to like the balance. Of course, it seems exaggerated in a way right now, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's going to kind of come back. It has to kind of be addressed, and, and so that it can kind of right. recalibrate in well, a more harmonious way. Well, it's just like we were talking about with healing earlier, right? Mm-hmm. It's not peaceful. No, it's, it's yelling and screaming and screw you, Dad, for not being there, and yeah. whatever, Mom, and, you know, all these things, mm-hmm. all this trauma has to come up, and then I see it after this healing session, people are like, I feel so much better, oh my gosh, I just, I just, I'm sorry I yelled, and I'm sorry if that was bad, but I just feel a million times better, and I'm like, no, don't feel sorry, you needed to get it out, Yeah. you know, because that's, that's what it is, you know, all this stuff is, like, shoved back in our backpack, we're just carrying it around, you know, and that's the same with all of these other things, and that's why I love what's happening to our planet right now mm-hmm. and to our world because we need change. Mm-hmm. No, I mean we're change is the only thing that happens. So we've been neglecting this thing, which has been building energy behind it, and that's kind of to your point where we're gonna have this like, yeah, this really like explosion of things, and then we'll kind of come back and, and find a balance. I mean, to think that the old system is sustainable is ridiculous. Oh. Whether it's economic or social, it's just not built to last. And now, again, the COVID is like the COVID era right. season. It's the big reveal. It shows season. that like, yeah, oh, we're going to look back at COVID season fondly, I hope. And yeah. think about how charming it was, the good old days, <laughs> like the roaring 20s, you know. It's funny. because It is roaring 20s. It's 2020. Well, it's funny because I feel like a lot of people put energy into that. Like, oh, yeah, the roaring 20s is coming back. And then, and then they came back. Kind of is. Yeah. Because Spanish flu was 19, 1918, 1919. 19, yeah, exactly. And my grandmother was born, like, it exploded in, like, 1918. She was still born during a pandemic. Oh, wow. And then, the you know, the whole, I mean, that's a crazy story. Another, that's well, another podcast. And that's but. kind of the, the whole point is, mm-hmm. like, you know, we 
a hundred years of this crap, mm-hmm. we're past. We're overdue. Oh, totally. We're, we're we need to rectify and move things around. And mm-hmm. I like the word transmute. I like to to transmute mm-hmm. things and really understand them in a different mindset. Because, like you said earlier, we not only do we need the masculine and the feminine on a bigger perspective but we need it on a smaller inner perspective totally because we all have the masculine and the feminine within us too you know because there's there's times when i'm sad and i cry and i want to be held and 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 that is more of the feminine part of jazz Mm -hmm. you know and there's times where i'm very masculine i'm majority masculine because that's what i choose to show up in you know but that's why we see so many people kind of balancing one to the other Mm -hmm. it's because we have both within us right you know and Mm -hmm. so that's the thing that's the scariest part about all of it is like if you're putting down the feminine you're putting down the feminine in yourself too i feel like people that do that again are secretly like wanting it really bad they want to be surrounded by it well it's like the little bully right yeah you know he's the one that's hurting the most he punches the little girl but Mm -hmm. he really wants to hug her yeah he really wants to play with her pigtails yeah (laughs) he wants to stroke them instead of pull on them you know Totally, dude. It's like a giveaway. It's exactly. Yeah. So it's really coming back to, you know, the balance. The, I think the paradigm shift is the balance. And like you said, I think we have to kind of go through some gnarly shit to get to that point, which I'm okay with because I don't have a lot of say over that. Honestly, so. me neither. I, mean, I know exactly <laughs> so what's going like, to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to un- it's gonna keep rolling. And so I guess the best thing we can do is we don't have a lot of control over what's about to happen. No. But we can control how we respond. Right. And stick to our guns as far as like trying to stay loving mm-hmm. and stay connected when the shit hits the fan. And that is the <laughs> right? that is the biggest reason <laughs> that I own a healing center. Yeah. And I'm trying to progress. You're, you're gonna be this. essential in like yes. the next six months yes. for sure. Yeah. For sure. There's gonna be some kind of <laughs> major changes happening. Right. Which I'm nervous and excited about. Yeah. It's kind so, of a little of both. Yeah. You know, but like you said, we just gotta put our best out there and yeah. do our best and that's all we can really do i think we can hold the line if enough people do it like yeah prevent people from losing their minds if we can stay rock steady yeah i'm not saying i can do it i'm saying i want to do it well, i want to be one of those you it, know it's a collective right yeah. you're only going to do that through like you said your people mm-hmm. your mentors mm-hmm. your therapists your healing centers mm-hmm. you know all of these things you know Pe- mm-hmm. people all the time think they're like oh wow chaz is so chill and relaxed Chaz meditates all the time. Chaz, <laughs> Chaz sits here and understands <laughs> patience. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not just like this freak. I'm just kind of like, it's funny because I realized that it's time out. Uh-huh. You know, like the other day I was like frustrated and I had this time and I was like, I need to go meditate. And I went and like sat over on my bed, like in this corner. And I was like, holy shit, I'm in time out. I was like, meditation is time out for adults. You put yourself in time out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I do it all the time. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I'm almost so pissed and I have all this issue. And literally what I do if this is my desk is I like flip around. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's facing the wall. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I need to sit here with myself for five, ten minutes. Uh-huh. My phone will beep in five minutes after the timer. And then I can come back to life again and be better. That's a good technique, time out. It, I mean life-changing oh totally. for sure you know and especially with a conversation that is heated mm-hmm. at all whether it's a family member or a partner or even a friend you know like I do my best to not sometimes I mean my intuition is very on point you know but at the same time I still have these masculine toxicity stuff mm-hmm. from our past paradigm mm-hmm. you know so that meditation time to sit there and reflect and like Chad should you say that 
oh, they'll probably not take that very well. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, transmute that a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a time saver too. Oh. So that you don't have to apologize for what you're going to say. Right. Because that's what I think too. I make errors with my words. And, totally. And uh, I feel like it, I, you know, it stop, prevents me from being an asshole. Like, right. it's like an asshole um, remove avoidance system. I guess, you know, yeah. because I will, if once I've, if I've done some, if I've, you know, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but if I've been egregious towards somebody, mm-hmm. I will go back. I will be like, I'll admit this to the, you know, directly to the person be right. like, can I fix this? Is there anything I can do? Right. Just that simple act actually is enough to deactivate that person's anger. Right. But I wouldn't be there in the first place if I would just right. be in like the, the foresight of, you know, be in my awareness. You have to like reflect. Yes. It's, and for me, it's a practice. For you, it might be more natural. No, it's a practice. Really? It's a practice for me too. Yeah, cool. absolutely. And and that's the thing is, you know, like I, that's why I talk about all this stuff too, because a lot of people only see me in very calm, relaxed settings, you know, and it's because they, they don't see me in what I do by myself. Mm-hmm. They don't see the meditation time. I right. sit there. They don't see the stretch time. They don't see the work that I do on my mind to like decompress things and mm-hmm. you know just that aspect of patience right I'm in my mind all the time like now 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 when is it it needs to be done mm-hmm. all this needs to happen blah 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 and then I'm like patience and I'm like oh oh okay. this is a great question no, do you have dark moments where you're like N- none of this is working I can't you know like oh, yeah. self doubt that kind mm-hmm. of like you fall into a pit absolutely you, so you even you succumb to that kind of like yeah weird you know, like self-killing, you know, uh, not self-killing, you know what I mean? It's kind of self Yeah, I well, I mean, like inside, like self-deprecating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's I think it's natural, and especially with the vibration our world is in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's definitely natural to kind of feel like, oh, everything's falling apart, I'm going to lose everything in my life, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. The key to that, in yeah. my opinion, is catching yourself. Oh, before you spiral. Right. You, you can spiral. It's okay to spiral. Mm-hmm. You know, you spiral, but what happens what happens for me anyways is I spiral and I spiral and I spiral and I get to a point where I'm really low and not feeling good and then I'm and then I and I step outside of myself. I look at myself. Mm-hmm. Right? I literally I do this meta thing where I'm like sitting here in this chair but I like feel like I pull myself up and mm-hmm. look at Chaz. <laughs> and I'm like I'm laughing because you're, you you're animating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here, dude? Yeah. You're just gonna sit in this hole? How, yeah. How long are you gonna do this for? Uh huh. You know, and I just, t- it's, it's almost like I go through therapy with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how long? Like, why? You know, so I've gone to a point where, and I, and I talk to this, I talk to my healing clients about this too. Is like, go down the rabbit hole, give yourself ten minutes, go down the rabbit hole, beat yourself up, mm-hmm. say whatever you want to do, whatever. And then recognize it, be aware, and then flip the narrative, you know, and just check yourself like, oh, wow, things are not good right now, but, oh, I have food in the pantry. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's gas in my car. Oh, I have dollars in my wallet, you know? Yeah. Like those little things, you know, we, I, I kind of put myself self into perspective just like looking back 50, 100 years. Oh, yeah. We live in AC conditioned mm-hmm space air-conditioned spaces where it's calm and relaxed people used to just die outside all the time in heat you know sometimes i think about like let's say if i feel like i'm being wronged especially if like i'm being slighted as a woman Mm -hmm. which happens on occasion oh i'm sure but i think to myself 
at least I, I wasn't traded for 20 goats somewhere. I mean, like, hopefully Seriously. maybe it's 40. I don't know what my goat my, my goat value is. but Maybe it was two. <laughs> what an insult. No, be, no offense. Am I a two-goat girl? Know. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the goat. Well, but I guess well, that's what you're I'm, – I'm agreeing with you. It's like, yeah, I'm so lucky to be a woman in the West who can express their opinion yeah. and they're out, if they're outraged or, you know, I have some recourse here still. Right. But, I mean, um, yeah, we're pretty lucky. I mean, we don't live in cart and buggy anymore. Yeah. And these wooden houses with dirt floors mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, and that's that's how I check myself as I, I look back on life and be like, I mean, can I, I mean, I, I could have more. I could be more blessed. You're right. But, oh, oh my gosh, I could have so much less. Yeah. You know, there's people, especially in these pandemic times, mm-hmm. I saw people living on the side of the street. They had a they had the nice tent like I did, oh, the four hundred dollar REI tent like I did. They had nice sleeping bags. They had a nice little dog. They got out of their tent with nice clothes. I was like, those people have not been homeless that long. Those people are newly homeless. Yeah, and it's just like you know, even them, even they have nice camping gear yeah. to live on the side of the road. You know, mm-hmm. like. I, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine being homeless, and that's got to be the hardest thing. Really scary. You know? So van life, I've noticed that more, too, because I'm literally, like, I open my door, I'm on the street. Right. Um, those are my neighbors sometimes, <laughs> like, when I'm, you know. Totally. And it's been real humbling. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm, we're off-roading a little bit, but can I share a thing with you? Yeah, no. You're um, great. I'm not going to say the – I don't know if I even mentioned this in another podcast, but – Anyways, I'll mention it again because Please. it was so like shocking to me about like the state of how how bad some people have it and how lucky we are, you mm-hmm. know, um, and how much need is hap- is is occurring right now, especially in our community. I've right. never seen anything like it here in Reno. Yeah, it's pretty crazy um, right now. But I just got most of my store. I, I had a storage. You know, I moved my apartment, moved it into storage, trying to you know did a huge purge, got rid of most of my possessions. Right. And so I, I have been slowly kind of collecting my stuff out of storage into my van to mm. kind of rebuild it. Right. Um, I've been there a few times. And again, I'm not going to say the storage space, obviously. I don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But there are people living out of this storage unit. Totally. Not, not just one. I've seen several I've of them. I've seen many. Yes. And wow. when I was sharing with a friend of mine, he, I was reflecting with him about this. He said, you should call. And I mean, he meant this in a in a good way like a help, he thought it would be helpful for me to call the uh, health department or something meaning it's probably a human health issue you know obviously it's probably it's not clean enough for a human oh. but I declined doing that because I was thinking you know these people this is all they have left this is yeah exactly I'm like what if their last bit of what they perceive to be like their former life or their sense of like grounding is mm-hmm. in that storage shed and totally. they get to visit it you know yeah so my of course my answer my response is i'm not doing anything right I'm not going to say anything i'm not going to because it shocked me it's been several times now i've seen it right and i think whoa there's a i'm so lucky i i'm choosing what i'm how i'm living right and some people don't have the luxury of choice whether they're on the street or in mm. the store i mean it's, it's shocking exactly so that is something that I think is going to be, it's going to need to be addressed in the community and, and in I a think, long-term way about how to how to fix the situation, totally. too, by the way, to off-road a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think we're getting there. I think, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of improvement in our city, you know, like our mayor. Um, I think she's done a great job, and so I support her and her efforts. 
um, you know, but that's the thing is we need people who are more compassionate mm-hmm. in, you know, in because that's the thing is how many homes are just sitting there? Totally. There's so much empty real estate. There's so much. Especially downtown right now with all the properties closed. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and to, to wrap that back in, mm-hmm. you know, really the thing is, is we all have those moments. We all have those really intense, I'm beat up and I can't do anymore. And we have, we have those, you know, that's human. It's human yeah. nature, I think. And then that's kind of how I'm able to get myself out of it is to recognize that I am doing a lot better than a lot of human beings. Just be gratitude, be exactly. with gratitude, realize how, how abundant your life really is. Exactly. Yeah. And, and be thankful, you know, yeah. like that's that's the number one word or words that I use is, is thank you or thankful or thank universe is mm-hmm. kind of an offshoot of that, you know, because that's the thing is we, this, this graciousness we've been missing out on, you know, we get a new house and we're like, oh, we want more. Yeah. We want a bigger yard. I want, <laughs> yeah. I want two houses. I want to rent one out. And, yeah. I want this new car, you know, it's like, dude, you got a great car and it's awesome. You don't need two cars. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't even drive two cars. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. Like, it would be weird. There's no, yeah. there's no point in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's the totally. same with like two houses, you know, unless you're like fortunate enough to have some money to invest in things and mm-hmm. help build yourself up, you know, which I think is a great thing too, as long as you're helping. Totally. And that's kind of where I've come to is, you know. People have asked me, like, well, what happens if you get big and rich and have all these healing centers and this and that? What are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to do what I always do. I help people. Mm -hmm. You know, I contribute. You know, like, the more resources that I have, the more I can help. Totally. One way, shape, or form, whether that's, you know, donating to charity or getting out and having some time and space to put on cleanups around the city or, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. But And that's kind of what I always like to check in with people on is, like, if you didn't have a job, if you had all the money in the world, if you had everything, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And people, they would still do something. They would go. Yeah, they'd go bonkers. Right. You yeah. can't just sit there. And that's what we were talking about earlier, that innate energy. It's there with everyone. Right. You can't. The other day, I saw this homeless lady. She was cleaning up the weeds out of this parking lot. And I and I, I just thought it was so interesting. And I went up to her. I was like, hey, how's it going? She's like, oh, good. Just cleaning up. Cleaning up the weeds, and I was like, "Did you get paid to do that? Is this the, the owner of this building paying you?" It was it was a vacant building, mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, I'm just bored. <laughs> I just need something to do." Yeah, you know. And I was like, I was so I was like, "Wow, we, that's the thing is we we have all this energy. We're gonna do things yeah. one way or another." Yeah, we are innately creative. Yeah, yeah. So it blows my mind when people just don't do what they want to do with life because you have all this energy to do that stuff and then you don't do it for whatever mind mindless stuff that you're doing right Mm -hmm. what you're doing for other people and I just thought it was so crazy because we literally would just do whatever to like help you know like she was just and it was it was awesome it was a great moment and a great opportunity for me too because I was like this is the building right next to the new healing one and I was Mm -hmm. like hey uh, I'll pay you money to come over here and pull mine Mm -hmm. and she was like really and I was like, yeah. I was like, let's talk about a fair price. She's like, whatever you give me is great. You could give me $5 for this whole thing. I was, I was like, no, I'm not going to give you $5 to pull all these weeds and clean up all this trash. Yeah. You know, so I ended up paying her for two days to do it. And she was... She was stoked. Oh, huh? man, she was through the roof. She was so excited because she, one, had a job yeah. to put her energy for. And then that job actually gave her some cash so she could eat food. Like, she even told me. I was like... 
I was like, do you drink? I just had a conversation with her. I was yeah. like, do you, do you drink? Do you smoke weed? Do you smoke cigarettes? This and that. She's like, the only thing I do is smoke cigarettes, and I just can't get away from them. I just, I just love them so much. And, you know, I was like... I was like, great, cool, do whatever you want to do. Like, I'm not gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Here, I'm gonna give you five dollars less so you don't get those cigarettes. No, they're gonna go. Yeah, there's no judgment in my brain about what people. No. It's your. It's your cash. It's your life. Like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I hate that when people are like, well, I don't give money because uh, they're, they're good to drink, and I'm like, well, I'd be getting fucked up. If what I was are on you? The you're at a bar right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what else am I gonna <laughs> do? It's like I gotta have, you know. So there's, yeah, there's zero judgment on that for sure. Yeah. But um, my only thing is, of course, you know, it's, I think it's mostly people are just slipping through the cracks as far as like uh, they need mental health care. That's the big one. That's the main thing. And our, and our society does not have a good tangible space for that. No, and I, was, I said I wasn't going to say the P word, so I'm not going to talk about the P word. Perfect. But I think it's just <laughs> a, a human, human, human needs, you know? Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you before we, we're going to, wrap up shortly although I could totally yeah. hang out I, I love, no, hanging, out. love hanging out and talking to you Thank um you. let's talk about you know you were building out your business was building up so much and then COVID hits and the business is completely halted how does how does that affect a business like yours because you had independent contractors you had employees mm-hmm. you had to keep paying the rent how yeah. how did that pan out for you yeah um it was uh, pretty saddening and pretty intensive too. Like you had said, we had been growing our business and every year we put in a new float tank and we were growing. I mean, we started with one float tank and one massage room. When we moved out of that center, we had four massage rooms and three float tanks. Um, so yeah, we were building up the business and it was, it was doing great. Um, it was really tough when we had to shut down because we're a small business. We don't have, you know, we don't have the huge nest egg that we need to like pay our employees for three months while the government figures out this thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was really, it was really sad and rough to, you know, furlough is the word, (laughs) you know, um, we have like sort of like indefinitely suspend the possibility of work. I don't really understand it. it from the way I understand it. It's pretty much just like, we didn't fire you, but we can't, pay you oh. you know and yeah. and, it was, and it was rough because and I've, I've read this somewhere I wrote this a couple months ago that they um, projected 30% of small businesses were going to go out of business this year that's across the United States staggering and so yeah as a small business uh, a small business owner it was it's really tough I mean these are my friends this is my team you know mm-hmm. I've spent the last four years building a team of over 20 people yeah you know like I have three other business partners and I had three uh, kind of like assistant manager managers and then I had four or five float techs um, which run the float spaces and the float tanks and then I had 11 independent contractors or healers and massage therapists so I had a I had a decent sized team you know probably bigger than I maybe even thought I would ever get to Um, you know so that was it was really tough um, furloughing people and, and even putting myself on that for a bit too um, you know, because if the company's not making money, how do we pay people? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a couple of months that I didn't even, you know, get salary to get paid. Um, you know, and it's it really actually took a toll on me for a minute. I, a couple of times when we were tearing apart the center, I had to like check in with myself because it was like one of those self-deprecating moments where you're like, I failed. I, I failed. I, I lost my business that I worked so hard for. I have to furlough these people. I have to lay them off. I have to 
you know, let go of these friends and families who we've created a lifestyle. We've yeah. created a business. Well, like almost like its own little culture. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was it was pretty detrimental. It was one of those moments where you spiral, and I have to be like, Chaz, you are very blessed. Still, mm-hmm. you have a roof over your head, and every one of those people still have a roof over their head. So um, it ultimately worked out decently well. I think there's only a couple people who didn't really get unemployment. Um, and um, so some of them had to go back to other jobs and do little things here and there, which um, is unfortunate, um, you know, kind of like the jobs, the under the table jobs, so to speak, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was really detrimental for me until I could check in with myself and recognize everything and be like, okay, there has to be some divine reasoning in this there you know this has to be laid out for some reason like I have to be patient I have to release I have to let it go you know so it was it was pretty detrimental especially like I told you earlier like we had to tear apart the healing center because we got shut down and then we had to move like four months later right so I had to make the tough call to actually pull the plug early because we couldn't afford four months of rent with no no money coming in Mm -hmm. um so we pulled the the we pulled it like um like two two and a half months early you know so i mean that was my baby you know we we put everything into that butt blood sweat tears Mm -hmm. you name it and so pulling that thing apart was also one of those really tough moments for me where i was just like am i ripping apart my business to put in storage and build up later or am i ripping apart my business for good Mm -hmm. You know, and so it was really quite um, quite intensive on that end. But you know, if if I can kind of wrap that into a, a positive, which I do like to do, it's not always the case. But you know, what we what we saw and I um, was ultimately that you know we tore it apart and put it in storage, and things that worked out pretty well. I got a great deal on some storage units and um, from the community, right? The community that helped lift us help we helped lift up also helped lift us up in yeah. a bad time which is beautiful to see it's awesome and so yeah and and in the in the turn in the the interim of it you know really what happened is through the government loans with small business you know we we raised enough money to build out this new center right so it was crazy because i was so worried and beat up and down and defeated mm-hmm. And then here we are six months later and we got the disaster relief loan and we got uh, a little bit from PPP and then we found this awesome new location and it was literally the amount to build out the new center. God, that's, that's like divine intervention. <laughs> it really is. It's like, that's a spectacular win for you. And it's just one of those things yeah. where you're like, why do I ever worry? Yeah. If you're if you're out there and striving, like we were talking, not struggling, sitting on the couch, but you're striving, you're yeah. making moves, and you're progressing the world, and you're helping your community and the people around you, and mm-hmm. you know these kind of things. That the universe or God has no choice but to like back you or to work with you. Oh, you know what? We didn't use we didn't explore this. I guess in closing, the word faith. That's what it is. Yeah, it's you gotta have faith. It's like blind faith too. Yeah, mm-hmm. into absolutely like just faith that you. Yeah, it's almost like a like absurd. Right. It's an absurdity because what are you having faith in? R- complete unknown. Complete unknown. You have yeah. to give it up to the universe mm-hmm. and allow it to like lean in. You have to full surrender. Yes. Right. 
Well, and that's the beautiful thing about that that I've seen over the last five years building this business is I had a vision and a plan for what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it looks nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But it's 10 times better. Right. Maybe 100 (laughs) times better (laughs) than I could have ever envisioned it to be. I love hearing that. You know, so it's, it's one of those things like, you know, have your vision and have your plans and mm-hmm. everything and totally expect that all to change but for the better right right before the highest and best good of all well it's like asking for a soulmate right okay, you know you have this you know some of my girlfriends this give us well write down what you want the list the list <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> every girl got a list honey. I, I love that but i had a conversation recently recently with one of my good girlfriends about that and it's like i said well what if I just give it up to the universe, mm-hmm. give it up to God and mm-hmm. say, because that energy has, it has oversight over everything, right. has a way bigger like scope of things and has more creativity mm-hmm. and knows more than I do. Right. So I'm like, I'll let you decide. You figure it out. You, you know, airdrop them. I don't know, but, yeah. <laughs> but I give up because that's the thing. I have to have faith that I'm going to meet this partner right. because I, this stupid list has been sitting, you know, it's getting like, it looks like an old parchment scroll. Right. It's not happening mm-hmm. because it's like, limit. it's a limitation. Right. So by allowing the universe to decide for me, it releases my small human earth, uh, earthly limitation. Right. Find what's best for me. Maybe that's with business too, totally. with conducting life. Mm-hmm. Allow a little allowance of like the universe to like draw you. Well, because our minds are so self-limiting. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm Michelle. I could never be a millionaire. Oh, I can never be blah 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 blah. Right. That's just shit you tell yourself. Right. No, that doesn't exist. No one else is telling you that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the thing that you have to start recognizing is like the stuff that you tell yourself mm-hmm. is not necessarily what the world or your friends or anyone is telling you mm-hmm. you're you're creating this whole story and version of yourself from your traumas and your your growing up mm-hmm. and and all of this stuff you know and and that's kind of a lot of the work that I do with in energy healing is working with their subconscious patterns because we have these subconscious patterns because the thing is is you know with with that maybe maybe you don't believe you can have what you want or maybe you don't put it out there Mm -hmm. maybe you don't even you don't even think that you know like there's this difference of like maybe I don't know what I want and maybe I don't believe right I can get what I want but this is not just with like finding a mate it's with artistic endeavors it's It's with business Mm -hmm. I do I do catch myself in these limiting human thoughts these like, little downward spirals. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I'm just... And, then, yeah. and I don't mean to put your name up, but I do that. Oh, I'm just Chaz, and I'm <laughs> small little human that can't do anything. Yeah. And, you know, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I talk about my story so often is because I'm just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no difference here, right? We're, we're, again, we have... Our similarities are so vast, and our differences are so small, you know, that we when you really recognize that in people and yourself you start to look at a grander picture. Mm-hmm. You know, like my friend calls it faith it until you make it. Instead <laughs> of it. instead of fake it. I love it. Right? Yeah, it, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I when she said that I was like, wow, that's so beautiful because I totally did the fake it till you make it thing. I was like in the mirror like, you're a CEO, you're an entrepreneur, you're a businessman and Put then on the clip on tie. And then my Yeah. Well, <laughs> 
I was just arguing with myself. Yeah. And then myself would be like, no, you're not. You're just an electrician. Mm -hmm. You're just an employee. You're just working for someone else your whole life, blah, 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 whatever it was. You know, and I would, I would fight that voice. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. You know, and, and that, I, it grew a huge healing practice out of that mm -hmm. for me is, is checking myself on that and, and not adhering to the words that come back from what I say I want, mm -hmm. right? Because that's that, that um, subconscious. That's those beliefs that have been Man, set up. The subconscious is running the show. Totally. 100%. It is like to try to like consciously, consciously, consciously. It's like uh, I think a person has to figure out a way to reprogram their subconscious to see a change. That's yeah. some of the healing work that I'm working yeah. on right now. And I think that's why meditation and particularly chanting with me mm. somehow puts me into like a, a kind of a neutral state because I don't understand the words I'm saying. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're Sanskrit, so I, I mean, right. I could be, it could be some like advertisement. I don't know. <laughs> I hope to God not. I hope it's not like Gandhi Vic, Vic's is razors. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, whatever. Vote labor. Um, no. Uh, so I feel like it's almost like biohacking the subconscious. Yeah. So completely. that's why I feel like it works for me. Well, so. and, and that's kind of the way that I speak out of usually is the awareness is half the battle, right? Once Awareness that I, I'm in this loop or right. whatever, okay. So that's where you catch yourself. Mm -hmm. When you're like, when you start having self-limiting beliefs and going through this, you start to check yourself and you're like, Michelle, you, you tell her your shit, you tell yourself that all the time. That's your shit. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not reality, yeah. look around. You're mm -hmm. not in that reality more. And that's nine times out of 10, people are like, they're, <laughs> I gotta like share this because this is so hilarious. This came to a conversation I was having with a friend and she's an awesome healing practitioner here in town too. Um, she was like, she said something like, she's like, we're, we're in this new mind and body and mindset, but we're living off this old map. And I was like, can you dive into that a little bit more? And she's like, so you know when you're seven and you're drawing with crayons on a napkin, that's the map we're trying to exist on these days. Except for our map is now like a multi-level, multi-dimensional, mm -hmm. We have all this technology at our hands. Our map is not that, and that's our subconscious. So we have to mm. get rid of this subconscious map, this seven-year-old map. That old cocktail map. napkin that, right. that our mom gave us while we were, okay. Exactly. Yeah. And then we have to move in the our new map. So you're saying like the, the napkin is our, um, our child imprint? Right. And that we need to... Not that we have to fully get rid of our child self. That's yeah. not what I'm saying at all. Uh -huh. We have to get rid of that structure. Okay. Because our childhood structure is kind of like, oh, uh, I'm ready for food now. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you, do you guys good. do you want to go play? <laughs> did Did you want to play Barbies right now? You know, like you know me well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've seen this a lot in people. You know that structure is very set up like yeah. that you know but that's the thing is our structure now is so different it's sophisticated it is yeah and we that's the thing is we're not living off of that map and then to step into this new sophisticated model is also to um disassociate from the victim mode yeah and the past tense mm -hmm. and step into a present self-aware embodied yeah and empowered responsible right. like i'm responsible for my life yeah and uh, that's, and th that's hard to get into well, and, and it's I, a process, yeah. And I think that's the balance there. Like, you know, I really think that we have to keep that childhood self. Mm -hmm. And I connect in with him all the time. Like, hey, little Chaz, how you doing? What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, do you need more love? Do you need more this, that, whatever? You need to go play in the dirt, you know? 
whatever it may be, you know, and then I have to come back to real life. And, and I do this a lot. I do a lot of mirror work. So I look at myself and I'm like, oh, literally in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. Literally in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're not. And, and, and do it when you're like feeling really self-limiting or really small or like a little child. You're looking at you're like, oh my God, I am like a fully capable human being. Mm-hmm. Like I am not little, can't handle, can barely make in my own PB&J. I'm like, can build businesses yeah. and can lay out structure and run podcasts and build up my own fan. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing is we don't always live off of that map. And that's the change, right? The change we need to create is letting go of this map and this structure of this crayons on the napkin because it's not our life anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not held down by the traumas that used to, right? Mom and dad can't tell us what to do anymore, yeah. right? Aunt and uncle don't have a hold on us more. Grandma and grandpa, they might even not be around anymore. Yeah, they bit the dust a long time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing is we're still so worried about interactions with other people from our past. Totally. But that's the thing. And that's especially the, as a performer. Right. Anybody who's an, an actor, musician, ask anybody. Yeah. It's some weird traumatic imprint that makes us want the approval. Totally. I mean, granted, yes, I'm a creative person, mm-hmm. but there's something in me that's like <laughs> that whole like mm-hmm. because and and when I have a good response, I mean you need to do that. You have to share it to complete what I call the artist circuit. Okay. I mean, what else are you doing it for? You're here to connect and that right. sort of thing. But that ego part of me, when I get that like positive response, mm-hmm. I think it's like I don't know, you know what I mean. It's, I just it feels so like satisfying. It's validating. It's validating in a very deep way. Mm-hmm. Literally, my inner child. Right. But that's not. But it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. Just like getting a criticism, both sides of the coin. Like right. being criticized and not appreciated for it, and feeling bad about it, and then being accoladed and adored for something I did. Neither one of those is me. Right. I'm somewhere in the middle. Exactly. And I can't help but just do what I do. You know. So you're right. I think it's like holding on a healthy a healthy bit of that childhood. Oh yeah, when I mean, you're out playing and honestly, there was part of my childhood that I couldn't wait to be an adult and do these things I wanted to do. And uh, now, I mean, I've been singing into a hairbrush since I was nine years old. You know, <laughs> right? And so now I do that, but I mean, it's actually a microphone. Sometimes a hairbrush, but mostly it's a microphone. And so that part of our childhood is good to like mm-hmm. manifest the things that we we were born to do. Uh-huh. And to let go of the trauma. Right. Or at least, like you said, transmute it or turn it into something else. Well, and another big thing that's on that level with the child is, there is there's been studies done where a child will last longer in a survival situation than an adult. Mm. And it's because the child is always evolving to its circumstances, its surroundings, right? Its situations. Mm-hmm. We, we get stuck in our story, right? Which is, again, over here. I'm over here like, well, I'm Chaz and... I'm little and 10 and can't call these people and do this mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, and that's when I check myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, dude, you're not little Chaz. Yeah. Little Chaz doesn't have a beard like that. Like, yeah. You're grown up big boy Chaz. You get out there and go kick some ass. I can go crush a basketball. Right. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. Have you, you done that? Crush a no, basketball? No. I, don't, I know. I'm just being hypothetical. With a knife and then a knife on the back end. You know, <laughs> oh, look at what I did. And put my knife in my back pocket. Right. You know, so really recognizing, you know, that 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 kind of stuff is huge again the awareness is half half the battle 50 percent you know and that's the thing is these kids are just evolving to their situation because it's all they know we have like locked in our oh well i'm michelle and i do these things and this is me and you know instead of just like something coming up and us being like 
oh cool, how do we adjust? Mm-hmm. How do we evolve to this? Where we get scared, we freaked out, I can't do it, I can't move, I can't build my van, I can't do a podcast, I then I have to talk <laughs> and, and listen. <laughs> you know, like yeah. and and then what you do is you kind of just stand in the face of that fear and, and look at it, you know. I, I, I think the biggest the biggest thing that I would like to bring to light with the word fear mm-hmm. is the other side of fear is just unknown. There's nothing, it could go either way. Yeah. You know, like you have a fear to start a podcast and you're like, oh, well maybe I can't talk so well or can't listen or can't blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, and then you start a podcast and you have a little mess up here and there, but it doesn't stop the whole train. Mm-mm. You know, it's just, you're just like, okay, next time, don't say um 47 times. And Can I tell you what it did with Tim's? Yeah, please. I'm sure you'll hear it if I, you listen. Yeah, well, I, I kind of felt like my inner stoner when I was like listening to him. So I was doing this a lot, but I was also going, right. <laughs> so <laughs> I could see that with astrology. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is so <laughs> far out there. But yes. I know what you're saying. I'm just like <laughs> trying to comprehend at the same time. And I am. I'm taking in a lot of data from him and I'm like, okay, note to self. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> See? Like, you know? Right. <laughs> totally. But I sound like such a, I mean, I'm not even a stoner. Right. I just like, I just these little, like, um, little, just critiques. You're right. We're growing. Well, and that's the thing is just recognize you're always constantly changing and evolving. You know, so when something comes into your life, you know, and that's, that's a big part of it too, is something comes into our life, you know, they have the saying, can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's because that's what our life has been based on. Oh, if it's broke, don't fix it. Shit, everything's broke. And yeah. it needs to be fixed. Totally. You know, like, mm-hmm. look at our phones. You know, 20 years ago, we carried around a phone as big as my water bottle. You know, today, we carry around a freaking teeny little phone. Oh, I just had the implant the other day. <laughs> it's in my molar. It's in my molar now. I'm, I just click my nose three times. I was just texting. Yeah. It pops up in my eye, and mm-hmm. I can see the whole... Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, again, you know, the whole world is evolving around you. And if you're not evolving with that world, then you are, you obviously are not going to be able to handle the capacity that the world is at, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's recognizing like I must evolve and change with my surroundings all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm sure there's a ton of people that are living in their van and they probably hate it and they probably are sad about it. Mm -hmm. You know, when there's a ton of other people that live in their van, they think it's the best thing ever. And like you said, it's like, what was the thing, the two comparisons that no one cares. Yeah. Oh, no one cares. Oh, no one cares. Yes. Yes. Yay. Yes. It is totally like just a percept. It's a perception issue. That's all it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the thing is as much as you can transmute that and work with that, mm-hmm. it helps you leaps and bounds, you know, and especially I've seen it in business all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things come up to my plate and I'm like, at first I'm like, how in the hell am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. How can I handle that? I, I'm just, I'm just one person I'm just Chaz I'm just one you know and then I walk away or turn my chair around and meditate and go into timeout or you know whatever and I come back and I I swear every time I come back from that I know exactly how to do it Mm -hmm. because I have let myself evolve and change it's sitting there the universe is helping me work with it right and I come back and I'm like oh that's easy I just got to do xyz and then call these people and then bam yeah you know and it's just it's, it's all there for us. We have too much technology and structure for us to not be able to handle everything that comes our way. Dude, I concur. And it, I, I, feel, I feel that right now in my life. 
I mean, I forget occasionally, like I've been forgetting the last day or so. Right. But it's all a trick because I do feel empowered in a way that I've never felt. And I feel like it, it actually is like, if there's a, there's no such thing as anti-aging. Mm. Of course, we're all built to. Right. I hate. In fact, I hate that term. Yeah. I hate that when I hear so many you know, girlfriends talk about it. I'm like, please, it's a scam. It's not real. But if there is one an, or a mode of anti-aging, it's learning and like like mm. you said, staying in in with the awareness that you can evolve with the culture, you can evolve with the tech, you can make it serve you, you serve it. You know. Yeah. Meaning like it's Absolutely. like a symbiotic thing, and and if you allow. I've changed so much. I've changed more in the, during the COVID season than I have in years. Oh, man. It's been pro, a, a profound. It's, it's worked out to my advantage. I didn't think it was going to. I thought it was very depressing <sighs> at first. Yeah, that. but I feel like I've learned how to take advantage of the time. Mm-hmm. It made me realize that I didn't have the time, the money, the energy, mm-hmm. and I finally do. Right. And if I have enough of those resources, I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. It's crazy. Exactly. Well, so. And that's living in that vibration of abundance, mm-hmm. right? You can live in the vibration of lack, mm-hmm. right? Which is also that fear and that victimhood. Mm-hmm. Or you can live in the vibration of abundance, which is that love and uncondition- unconditional love and compassion and totally. things like that. Because that's the thing is if you really look at it and recognize it, you're already in abundance. Mm-hmm. You have a vehicle. Mm-hmm. It has gas in it. You have a wall that has cash in it. Mm-hmm. You have a, you have food. You don't have to like scrape or go kill something to eat that night. No, we're 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 among like the richest eight percent in the world because of those small things. Oh, totally. Yeah. Even like just like I was, I'm cozy as hell in that van. I mean, it's not even completely built, but it's cozy still. Mm-hmm. It feels like a little like a like a well, I'm a girl, but it's like a man cave, you know. Right. It's all caved out and it's so warm and cozy at night. And even though it's like real cold, you know, uh-huh. the air. Um, I just, I feel, I've had moments in there where I feel like I've built a fort, like a child oh, cool. builds a fort. That's awesome. So I've had moments like that where I feel utterly satisfied with my life. Uh-huh. And of course, whatever, I, don't, I, I know I'm sad and off-roading, but, no, that's but I mean, I have had moments like that of absolutely, like, I'm absolutely at peace. I haven't felt that kind of peace and that kind of like, I don't know, I just like alignment. Right. I didn't know that I would feel that. But I'm getting everything that I wanted, mm-hmm. not in the way that I expected. And so, we talked about that earlier, yeah. right? It's like yeah. have an idea yeah. and a goal, yeah. but don't have it planned to a T to the point where nothing can change. Right. And I'm going to st- I'm gonna hold to this. I'm going to really try to hold to this and keep you in mind. Please. And a couple other people, they're, they're, they're similar in, like, in terms of their attitude and their vision, like mm-hmm. what you do, mm-hmm. is you know hold to that, hold to the big vision. Don't give up on it, right? And just allow, uh, you know, put put your, you know, put your stake in too, right? But allow the universe to like put your signature on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. allow it to unfold because it's probably going to be better than what I expect. Yeah, completely. So if it's already feeling pretty good, it's probably going to feel really good. Well, and you know? and that's the thing is when you recognize that you're already in it, mm-hmm. what what else you can do? You're going to no. be like, oh well, I'm still, I'm already in abundance. Am I in lack? No, I'm in abundance. I'm in it. Am I in victimhood mentality? No, I'm already living abundant. No, shit is thoroughly good. Like, <laughs> like I could complain about a million things, yeah. but I could probably complain about two million things if I was homeless or yeah. if I didn't have a job or didn't have any cash coming in or... or, oh. or, 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 or. Sorry. No, I was just... Yeah. No, I didn't mean to grandstand about this, but one more one more thought about Please. this, that, that yeah. van Thanks thing. for sharing. Somebody was asking me about the comfort factor, mm. and I said... Uh, Honestly, some of the discomfort of it 
has been enjoyable. Mm, because I, honestly, like I feel in these discomforting moments, I have felt more alive than I have felt in years. I've never even camped before. Mm-hmm. Never. I, I'm such a like a, a show cat. <laughs> you know, like those you know those fancy long haired <laughs> kitties, right, right. <laughs> like in, in, on a nice couch on a pillow. Right. That's been me for a long time, uh-huh. and re- utterly bored. No challenge, no, you know, just kind of like, just, you know, wilting. Right. So for me to go from show cat to like, you know, right. scroungy like, you know. To ninja cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. And um, learning these kind of like, they're not really hardships, but just like, again, challenges of like basic living, analyzing what kind of systems of, what does it take, what kind of systems of living does it take to have your basic needs met? Mm-hmm. Turns out not much. You don't need a lot <laughs> yeah. to be really comfortable. Totally. And that's what I'm learning too. It's almost I'm almost like rooted out everything I'm starting from the beginning. I won't live like this forever. It might be a couple years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I might like it and keep expanding on yeah, it. I don't. Knows. I really don't know. I'm not attached either way, but I'm enjoying it. But what matters is you're enjoying it. Yes. Right. And what matters you are here now. Yes. I'm so happy. Exactly. I'm, in, I'm in gratitude mode usually. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I put up a thing on my story the other day that said discomfort is just another form of comfort. Yeah. And, and that's the truth is if you think about it, where does growth happen? Yeah. It happens in discomfort. Uh-huh. What you, when you're sitting there on your couch and you have everything, you have millions of dollars, yeah. you don't have to do anything, you're, you're, you're going to go play croquet mm-hmm. or whatever. You're not going to go out and thrive and change your life. Mm-mm. You know, when you get to those moments of discomfort and everything has to change and it's tough on you and you don't want to do it, that is when you really thrive, mm-hmm. when you really come through. And so... I, I talk to people about discomfort all the time, and I'm like, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Discomfort is a great thing. If you're uncomfortable in a conversation, check in with yourself. Why did that person just trigger me so hard? Mm-hmm. They said that they don't like PB&J, and I am crazy triggered about that. <laughs> you know Why? Oh, because I have this expectation of everyone loves PB&J. Everyone thinks like I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, No one thinks like I do. Exactly. Turns out. And you want you mm-hmm. want to dive into those. You want to dive into the uncomfort. That's where the healing is. That's where the progression is. That's why I like the podcast. <laughs> no one is thinking like me. Right. I'm interested in everyone. Right. You know? Yeah. Everyone has an interesting perspective. And there's huge growth in that, right? Yeah. Like you said earlier, you know, if you're if you're not learning, you're pretty much dying. Yeah. You know, and so that is the point of you know, especially stuff like this, podcasting is like you're diving deep with people who are technically maybe experts in their field and mm-hmm. you know you're not an expert there but you can still come up with questions and like you know banter on about things and joke about things and again similarities mm-hmm. right they're they're there the similarities are so there with everyone mm-hmm. you know the differences are the minimal stuff so really if you can get past the differences which are small and nil for the most part you know, the similarities are huge. I mean, we could, we've probably been going for a couple hours. We could probably go on for five hours. I know. Hours. I, I didn't want to stop you. I was yeah. just like, we're having too much fun. Um, but I did want to ask, and by the way, I want to become an expert listener. I think that's what I want out of this. You're on your path. I'm on like this recon mission, you know. <laughs> so it is. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for helping me be part of that. Absolutely. I really appreciate yeah, it, Yeah, thank you for bringing me in. Thank you. I appreciate you, reaching out. Thank you. Do you want to, um, do you want to highlight anything about about healing one before we yeah disembark um mainly just want to tell everyone that <laughs> we are coming back to life yay <laughs> slowly and surely it's happening thanks for being patient with us and and giving us your time and love and energy 
Um, we don't have an open date yet, um, but we're getting closer. I'm really hoping this year sometime. Uh, I don't really want to put too much out there right now because I don't know. Uh, please follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, or go to our website and get on to our email newsletter. Website's healingone.com. Then we have um, all of that stuff there. You know, always reach out for messaging or whatever and check in. Um, Probably going to have a smashing event, right? Like a rebrand well, opening? I, depending with COVID season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, let me, let me rephrase that. Uh, a respectfully, socially distanced smashing event. Yes. That sounds like a boner killer, that's, doesn't that's it? That's what we're, we're... God! Something close to yeah. around there. Yeah, so we don't know exactly what we're doing for that Waterproof yet. Waterproof masks. Of, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, we do we do have some big stuff in the works, and it will be really wonderful. Um, you know, so I just, you know, kind of, I really just want to send a lot of love and gratitude out to everyone. I mean, we had members that stayed with us for a couple months. We'd have members that stayed with us the whole time. I think we have like 12 members that stayed with us the entire time. And kept, wow, still supporting you. Yep, yep, and everything. We honor all of our, um, our, our credits for two years. They don't have an expiration date. COVID just kind of messed that up, so yeah. pretty much everything is good for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. You know, so mm-hmm. I just really uh, appreciate our community and being a part of it, and, you know, thank you for having me on. It's Dude, great to get the so word out. you so much. I thank you. Mm, thank you. I can't I wait for the that. reopening. All right, be, be looking out for Healing One reopening. It's going to be over on Plum. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, do you know the address? 560 East Plum Lane. 560 East Plum Lane. Plum building on Plum. Oh, right. We just painted nice. it purple. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, coming to you soon. This is Chaz Allen. and uh, Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye.